Welcome to the Reinventing Strategy podcast by Taival. This is a podcast where we talk about the latest developments in business strategy. And today we have a very interesting topic continuing in the theme of ecosystems. What we want to discover today is how do these ecosystems evolve from being basic innovation ecosystems where we just discover new ways of doing things to becoming actual business ecosystems where then the money starts flowing in to and from the the partners in the ecosystem. And in order to be very concrete about this, we have invited the experts here. We have Sari and Tord on on this call to to discuss about their experiences with Brainled. Sari, would you like to introduce uh, the topic and what we're going to talk about today? Thank you very much, Reko. My name is Sari Kola. I'm ecosystem researcher, advisor, and board advisor. Today we have with us very special guest. Dort Bingren has decades of experience working in technology field. He is, among other things, father of Bluetooth and founder of Brainlit, the company who is bringing bright light indoors. And, and it's great to be on board discussing Brainlit ecosystem and its evolution from research to innovation and business. And like we all know, ecosystems are entities where every participant or partner affects and is affected by the others, creating a constantly evolving relationship. And that means that there is a great deal of adaptation on board. And to introduce our guest, Dort Wingren, the founder of Rainlit, I think, Dort, you have had a, how would I say, a prime seat to the evolution of light from research to innovation and business. So can you tell a little bit how the research ecosystem around Brainlit started and when did that happen? Yeah, it actually started uh, maybe even earlier than the Brainlit started. uh, But um, for Brainlit, it was all about conference where there was a number of topics which were related to the light impact on us human beings and also the bad effects of the kind of light and and as we have introduced during the last years and all of that gave me the insight of the improvements also which are needed to create a much better solution for us human beings. So who was involved in the beginning? So it was uh, me and a number of professors, all with uh, different from different fields. So it was uh, a professor in uh, human health and also uh, with a good understanding of how our, our human body works. Then there was a second professor more in, into the um, architectural and, and mood aspects, but also in how light within buildings actually works. 
And then a third professor who is more into technology of LED and how light sources from now and in the future actually could be designed. And myself, who is more into the system aspects from the very start. I think that's fascinating. And that's actually one of the key issues about ecosystems. They often combine diverse competencies and diverse people. Reko, um, you are more of a systems guy. How easy or difficult is it to work with very different players? Thanks. Yeah, this was... An interesting question, especially trying to establish it towards description. I, I guess my question, I, I was actually going to ask a little bit of a different question from Turd and maybe address the question that you raised, sorry, a little bit later. My question comes from my strategy background. When did the money enter the picture in this ecosystem discussion? I mean, you, you were basically in the, in, in the starting phases, but how did you start to talk about money in the in the context of this ecosystem that you shaped? Yeah, I mean, it, it was especially related to what an improvement of our health and well-being could actually mean for the society. I mean, we know that the costs in the society is related to bad sleep and fall accidents for elderly and a number of these kind of very apparent related issues related to bad sleep is is costing the society. That was the first time, I think, when it was coming into the picture. And and secondly, of course, also, we were aware that the sleep issues is is cause a lot of problems when it comes to uh, the concentration and, and also productivity. So there was a number of such areas which was discussed fairly early on. That's super interesting. And if I continue from here, so ecosystems, regardless whether they are research, innovation or business driven, are founded on the strong purpose, which then helps to join people to solve meaningful problems. And I guess that in terms of uh, light and the impact of light, there is a tremendous cost to society, lack of productivity. So that's then enough of a reason to start exploring solutions. And I guess that then the solution search was about starting to innovate and come up with technology, come up with a system. So that's when the innovation ecosystem formed. Can you tell a little bit more about how did that happen toward and uh, and who was on board in that stage? Well, I would say that there was uh, actually a number of uh, timely factors coming into this. Uh, one very important thing was uh, also the possibility of uh, recreating a much more natural light thanks to the innovation uh, within the LED technology where the blue LEDs was coming in uh, into the picture more maturely, making it possible to do a white light shaping. The secondly was actually the control and control mechanisms, which was then into place where it was also possible indoors to, to make sure that we could adopt the light in such a way that uh, we could 
both follow the natural daily rhythm, but also being able to actually shape personal light recipes, uh, which uh, I think is a very important factor. So um, it was uh, a number of these factors which were coinciding and, and helping us to, to actually create uh, a base for what we, or what I then filed also as a patent for, for it, as a fundamental patent, like a, which was then based on, on, on both those two inventions. The first one was light system with a, a feedback and learning system. And, and the second is, is, is really the light recipe generations. Out of curiosity, and, and this is my engineering side talking, I assume that you're collecting data from these machines. And if so, is, is that being fed back to the research ecosystem? Mm. Yeah, it is actually. And that's a very good question because uh, we see also, thanks to the system, that we can help and accelerate the research by giving them more structured data, more specific data on the light quality, the timing on the light, and the, of course, uh, how the human being has been exposed to this light. So it, we see in many older light studies that uh, it has been very unclear on the light quality, the timing aspect, and and uh, how the individual actually has been exposed to that light. And, and this gives a much more high quality and precise data for also the research uh, community to, to work with. So basically you can say that we are supplying them with a system which is up for them to use for their research. But normally, of course, uh, this is all about, uh, it's very important that we all the time we have a, a GDPR condition that uh, it must be up to the individuals in, in such studies to to. Uh, share data and so on with with the researchers. So we are not involved in that. That is more the researchers together with the individuals in the study. I think that's super fascinating. So in fact, the research ecosystem continues to exist and to explore the impact of brain-lit solutions to people and to then co-develop better solutions with the company. But how about the business side? So when did, and this is now going back to Reko's question, that when did BrainLit start making money and who were the first customers? Yeah, that's. Uh, it took some time before we actually had our first product ready for, for sales. And, and uh, the first customer was really... Uh, interested to to uh, see how this could be uh, helping them to to get uh, more happy customers and uh, and uh, happy people in their environment so it was it took us four years before we actually got the first real business sales and that, that was uh, into a hospitality segment for conferences and and uh, so we had uh, 12 conference rooms i think in a hotel not so far from us uh, which was uh, uh, where the hotel uh, did the fully payment of the whole system, and they also got much more bookings after that, which which we thought was a very interesting <laughs> coming out of that because it was uh, people who really were booking conference for a couple of days, and they could experience uh, and feel the difference in our life. 
What happened next? So who was the next customer? Yeah, so the next, uh, actually, we, we got uh, both a number of, uh, you, you know, where people are actually spending a lot of time in uh, in more darker and, and protected environment. Bank, the bank uh, was coming in and uh, we had Swedbank and we do have Swedbank as one of our really major customers. They're repetitively big customer for us and and they, they have... Uh, use this in their office environment but then it was also healthcare and and uh, hospitals and and uh, the Helsingborg hospital was also very early on in neonatal award and that was a system which uh, is working extremely well today also and and uh, they, we continue to get very good publicity and reports from them and it was also in elderly care where we have now now quite many elderly care where where we see that people are spending so much time indoors and there's a great improvement thanks to our light being used there where where you can see that the the sleep quality has been improving and and that the number of fall accidents and so on has has went went down so that 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 has been our first customers out of curiosity toward you mentioned in the beginning that one of the main drivers for social or or public health costs are the are the accidents and and the lack of sleep have you been able to argue to the municipalities or or the hospital districts that type of a business model where where you provide the the equipment is in a way a side story and you actually promised an improvement on these public health figures yeah we 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 have actually done that a couple of times and and um, the problem you can say with uh, some of these things is that they are more on the city level decisions so to say or regional level decisions and uh, so we have to go to to many many similar cities or or regions to uh, spread it and and that is uh, i think we we should we should communicate that uh, much more than what we have done so far. But um, but you're right. We we have a number of such cases where they have measured this uh, afterwards and they have seen it being improved. So we have kept our promise and they have saved costs. And and um, it's more like uh, how do we scale this? And and uh, I think uh, there we are still early because we need to be better in scaling it. This for me is is one of the one of the main promises of the ecosystem model that you're actually able to solve much bigger problems for your customer than just providing them with a with a product with a lamp. It is much more exciting to be able to offer that. Please buy your people health. We have a proven track record of of doing that, and and we are actually able to say that on on this monthly price for example you will you will get your get your people to sleep better and 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 to feel better and and that if that can be proven by uh, data and facts is actually a really strong argument hmm. i agree totally with you i agree and uh, so that that is what we um, are trying to do actually and and uh, that, that it's exactly so as we position ourselves as a health tech 
company which are improving a number of factors and and the sleep and sleep quality is uh, is a very important one and cognition related to productivity is another one and we have uh, some more factors and there we can normally uh, see double digit numbers I think the brainlet example is a perfect example where research, innovation and business feed each other um, in the form of data. And, um, and like Reko stated, uh, brainlet and the ecosystem around the company is solving a meaningful problem related to health and well-being, especially for us who are living in the northern hemisphere and winter is coming. So, um, so as far as, as this podcast is concerned, we learned a number of things. One, ecosystems are based on purpose. And in this case, we talk about cost to society, lack of productivity caused by lack of light. And then the innovation is about developing technology, control mechanisms to bring bright light indoors and actually improve well-being of people based on their individual rhythms by creating personal light recipes. And um, as a result, we have been learning that there are a number of sectors that can benefit from the solution. So hospitals, schools, hotels, conference centers, offices are among the partners that are interested and benefiting from the brain-lit solutions that are, um, are providing better light and, uh, and healthier living as a side effect. Quite strong value proposition, I would say. Thank you very much. I think you summarized it very well, so I couldn't do that better myself. Thank you. Brilliantly interesting session and, and as, uh, as Sarju said, an excellent example of uh, of a concrete live ecosystem. We need much more of these. Thank you, Sari and Tord, for uh, joining us for the uh, podcast. Thank you. Thank you, Reko. And thank you also to our listeners. Tune in next time. <laughs>